What's up, guys? It's JLP, the host of Mastering Singlehood, and you're listening to the Mastering Singlehood podcast. Today is Friday. You already know what it is. A new episode of the Mastering Singlehood podcast titled Prayer and Sabbath coming your way now. We just go ahead and go straight to it. And um, let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Now, this episode contains two topics. The first is prayer. The second is the Sabbath. I want to go ahead and start off this episode talking about prayer, okay? Now, prayer. Um, for the most part, number one, which is very important, prayer keeps us connected to Jesus. Prayer keeps us in touch with the Holy Spirit and hearing God's voice. You know, Jesus says, my sheep knows my voice, right? My sheep knows my voice or my sheep hears my voice. God recognizes his children by those who pray to him in the name of his son, Jesus. Prayer is our way of communicating with God. As we've said before multiple times in, you know, archive episodes, prayer is our way of communicating with God, excuse me, speaking and dialoguing with God and getting to know him in an intimate way. As a child of God, we must pray. There is no child of God that is a child of God without prayer. So prayer is essential. It is a requirement and it is not just a recommendation for us as believers. You know, we as believers, as born again Christians, we are given grace. Grace is readily available to all of us, right? But however, we won't be able to access this grace without prayer. Prayer is the building um, block of our relationship with God. The only way we could know that our relationship with God is growing on a constant basis is how many time we spend in prayer, how many time we're spending, you know, connecting to God through prayer, dialoguing and speaking to him. And, um, and the only way also there is proof that relationship that we have with God exists is in fact our constant communication constant communion with Jesus himself. Prayer, again, is a non-negotiable thing. We can't compromise it. We can't um, put it under a rug. We have to really take responsibility to actively be in prayer and be all about prayer. But the thing is, though, to be honest with you, we don't really hear much of that being preached or received as it should. But that is the heart of our Christian faith, what will keep us standing in any season of life. Um, speaking of prayer, I want to also, um, discuss how, um, prayer also keeps us in check. Prayer keeps our focus in check, especially our focus in the will of God and his purpose for our lives. We will never be able to know the purpose and will of God for our lives if we're not constantly in communion with, with God himself in prayer. Oftentimes we feel overwhelmed, unmotivated, lazy, or distracted, because somehow, believe it or not, we've been disconnected from God. Um, so it's not just sin that disconnects us from God, but when we're not really um, praying, when we're not really building our prayer life, that can cause us to be disconnected with God. And that disconnect, you know, the disconnection um, is a result of an inactive prayer life, a prayer life that is barely surviving, you know. Um, a prayer life that is sometimes on an uneven scale. For example, that prayer life may be just simply here 
um, because of your interest in receiving blessings from God, but not really wanting to grow in the things of God, not really wanting to grow in the image of Jesus. A prayer life like this tends to be very super superficial if we would want to be honest with one another, right? And that type of withdrawal we will experience um, will be being unmotivated. Um, it will be us feeling um, overwhelmed. You know, those are the type of withdrawal we'll experience when we are inactive um, in our prayer life or when our prayer life is superficial. And when that occurs, you know, we will be de- we will be delayed in fulfilling our purpose. You know, the purpose that God has for our life and the will he has for our life, because you only feel drained, to be honest, when you're working out in your flesh. We as people, we feel drained when we're putting all the effort without finding support. And us as believers, our support is God himself. Our support is the spirit of God. And we gain that support by constantly, again, praying to the Lord, communicating with the Lord. Now, I want for you guys to understand too that like food is to the body, so is prayer to our spirit. And you know, when your spirit is malnourished, your whole being is out of shape. It literally is. When our spirit is malnourished, our entire being, you know, is out of shape. Um, we are not to par. We don't really have the, the um, I, I can say we don't really have the interest to even do incredible and amazing things for God in his kingdom. Um, you know, we have to understand that our spirit leads our body and it's not the other way around. So when the spirit is down, you know, you're not in the mood to get anything done. Food don't interest you. No matter how much you love food, food doesn't interest you, right? Life doesn't interest you. Even your dreams and goals don't interest you anymore. Um, so it is very important that we do constantly stay in the spirit of prayer. Pray constantly to the Lord because it gives us that boost. It gives us that motivation to really go after all that God has for us. In 1 Timothy 4, verse 8, if you have your Bible, you're you're welcome to read along with me. Um, You'll get a better understanding of it, what I mean when I say, you know, with, you know, the the spirit is what's leading our entire being, our body, right? So in 1 Timothy 4, verse 8, it says this, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Your spirit is a part of you that connects with God, okay? I'll say this again. Your spirit is a part of you that connects with God. When our spirit is out of shape, there is no there is no um, uh, um, awareness for godliness. Godliness is not there. And we're not really working out our godliness. What else happens? That part of you, right, which is your spirit, is made alive and active only through a healthy prayer life and relationship with God, right? So to sum it up, prayer trains your spirit to then pursue godliness. And then that gives you the ability to do anything, right? Anything you set your mind to do, anything that is in accordance to the will and the purpose that God has for your life. So whatever helps you, um, excuse me, so whatever helps you to get something done, what would you say then? That thing is of value, right? It's just like the word says, it says here, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has a value for all things. So your spirit allows you 
to get things done, not just um, things that are in relation to the spirit, to the spiritual um, realm or um, to your spiritual men, but it allows you to actively pursue your dreams, to actively pursue your purpose. It's, it allows you to even do the practical things of life. It allows you to get up out of your bed in the morning and get ready for work. So it, it gives you that motivation of living life. And also when our spirit is all the way up, it's really hard for us to detour from the path of righteousness, you know, from godliness and the will of God, right? So we don't think anymore, what will God say before we act anymore, right? Because our spirit is so loud and it's so awakened that we are so sensitive. We are so sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit that we don't think, oh, will God be happy? Will be pleased with me if I do this? We already know. We already know whether he will be pleased or whether he will not be pleased. So we don't even question it, right? So we're already willing to obey without question. Lastly, what I want to talk about concerning prayer is that it helps us to tame our flesh. Again, prayer helps us to tame our flesh. It helps us um, to have power and control over our flesh. It gives us self-control too. It allows us to control ourselves, to not to not be easily distracted, to not get easily offended or upset about things. You know, this is what, again, um, helps us to be focused on the things of God. When you are easily distracted or when you get upset, you're not really focusing on the Lord. Because when you're truly focused on the Lord, you don't have time to be getting distracted. You don't have time to be getting upset. Okay? And also, as your, your flesh is tame, what happens is that you become sensitive to sin in a good way, meaning that you don't have a desire for sin. Sin has a bitter taste in your mouth. You know, you don't have attraction to it. You don't want to pursue sin. You want to pursue God. You don't want to pursue sin. You want to pursue God's purpose for your life. You don't want to pursue sin. You want to instead pursue righteousness. You want to instead pursue um, godliness. And so from that being said too, you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit whispers in your heart or, or, or whispers in your mind to not do something, or when the Holy Spirit tells you to go left, you know, and then you go, you, you th you're thinking about going right, you're not going to be listening to your flesh or your own desire and and do the opposite of what the Holy Spirit is telling you. You're going to immediately listen to the Holy Spirit and do what he tells you to do, right? So that was part one, prayer in a nutshell. Now I'm looking forward to talk about Sabbath. And I hope you all, including myself, I'm looking forward as well to build up my prayer life more this year. You know, we could never pray too much. We can never have enough prayer. We've talked about prayer again in a nutshell and its benefits and importance. From this time being, we're going to be discussing the Sabbath um, for the rest of this episode. For the most part, we learn from the word of God that the Sabbath or in Hebrew, Shabbat, was established by God first and foremost. So man did not create the Sabbath. The Sabbath was established by God. And if you look in the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord commands his people to keep or observe the Sabbath, reminding them that after he created the earth and creation and mankind in six days, right? He rested on the seventh day and so should, so should they, right? So should his people, we are also God's people, um, rest on the seventh day. 
So the Sabbath is well known to be the seventh day of the week by many. In Jewish culture, the Sabbath begins Friday evening and ends the evening of Saturday. But more importantly, what I will be focusing on concerning the Sabbath for the rest of this episode comes first from Mark 2 verse 27. Mark 2 verse 27 says this, Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for men, not man for the Sabbath. I'll go ahead and say it again. Mark 2 verse 27. He says this, Jesus. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for men, not man for the Sabbath. That one verse alone should close any debate concerning the Sabbath right there. But, you know, let's go ahead and go furthermore. (laughs) To understand what is being said here. We have to realize and understand that God in his nature never tells us to do something if it wasn't for our own good. Okay? All God commands us to do are holy, good, and just. And it always is to keep us on a narrow path, on the right path, in order for us to be blessed, in order for us to be in his will, in order for us to be successful. Okay? But many people, especially those who strongly promote the teaching of the Sabbath, has forgotten the most important message of all concerning the Sabbath. And to be honest with you, the verse we just read, right, in Mark 2 verse 27, it shares that message. It tells us of that message. And that message is this. The Sabbath was made for men, not men for the Sabbath. The word Sabbath means rest. Or to rest from labor. A, def- a definition of rest, according to Merriam-Webster, means peace of mind and spirit. Another is something used to support. Take a look at something used to support that definition because this is very important. Now, we know the Sabbath is holy, right? And we know this by looking at Exodus 20, verse 8. Let's go ahead and take a look at that. Um, you can... You can go ahead and read along with me. And Exodus 20 verse 8 says this. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. To keep the Sabbath holy, though, we need to know what holy means, right? All right. So let's go ahead and look at the definition of holy according to the same dictionary. Holy means to be exalted or worthy of complete devotion. All right. We're getting somewhere. Now, before I further discuss about the Sabbath, I want to go ahead and read the book of Hebrew, Hebrew chapter 4, okay? We're going to go ahead and read Hebrew chapter 4 entirely, talk some more about the Sabbath, and then we're just going to go ahead and close out this episode with a prayer. But before we even go to Hebrew chapter 4, <clears throat> I want you guys to, again, as I mentioned, keep note of um, the definition of rest the part which said something used to support and remember the definition of holy, okay? Which is exalted, worthy of complete devotion. Now let's go ahead and turn our Bible pages to Hebrew chapter four. Let's go ahead and do that right now. All right, so Hebrews four, it goes like this. Therefore, Since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. 
But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now, we who have believed enter that rest just as God has said. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua has, excuse me, for if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example excuse me by following their example of disobedience for the word of god is alive and active sharper than any double edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart nothing in all creation is hidden from god's sight everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Where, excuse me, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time. Of need. I really wanted to take this time to read entirely the, the um, Hebrew chapter 4 so you guys could have a better understanding of the Sabbath. So in a nutshell, what we can take out of Hebrews chapter 4 is this. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. We as people, we need Jesus. We can't live life without God. We can't really tap into our complete potential without God. And because Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, this tells us that we need the Sabbath. If it wasn't so, God wouldn't tell us that in Mark 2 verse 27. Remember when we read Mark 2 verse 27, uh, where um, God himself, you know, he's saying that, you know, Man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath for men. Okay? And remember, keep note of this too. Mark 2 verse 27, the book of Mark is not found in the Old Testament. This is found in the New Testament. So this clearly shows us that God still values the Sabbath. God still wants us to observe the Sabbath. Okay? The Sabbath is needed to the believer. Because it gives him or her awareness of God's presence and much need for God's rest to do life. Okay, I want to stop there. We need the Sabbath in order to do life. Again, I'll say it. We need the Sabbath in order to do life. The Sabbath 
the Sabbath, in simple terms, what it is, is rest. It's God's rest to us. Is God's rest to us. Remember what I said before concerning the definition of rest? Something used for support. Without the support of God, right? Without the rest of God, there is no way you'll be able to fulfill your destiny. There is no way you'll be able to fulfill your purpose. There is no way you'll be able to go through one day of life. There is no way for you to even do the practical things. The littlest things you will not be able to do. But because of the rest that God gives, right? We are able to do many things without wearing out, without feeling drained. A lot of times we feel drained is not because we're not fit physically, but it's because spiritually we're lacking that rest. Spiritually, we're lacking a, a strong prayer life. We're lacking, you know, um, um, really taking time to devote to the Lord, you know, setting a day apart um, and, and complete devotion to God. And that is why I even titled the episode Prayer and the Sabbath. Prayer is great. It's so vital for us to spend time throughout of our day um, to pray, right? To pray to the Lord, to dialogue with the Lord. But it's also important for us to observe the Sabbath. Here's what happened when we do. When we observe the Sabbath, when we dedicate a specific day to exalt and make God worthy, excuse me, yeah, when we dedicate a specific day to exalt, right, and, and, and be worthy of God, be worthy of God and give him complete devotion. Remember, remember where we got this definition from? This is the definition of holy. So when we take a specific day to exalt the Lord, right, right, to exalt the Lord and be completely devoted to him. We are keeping the Sabbath. We are keeping the Sabbath. Any day that you choose to completely devote to the Lord, spending time to God in his word and prayer, spending time with God and worshiping him, you are keeping the Sabbath. You know, being a born-again Christian is stepping into that Sabbath, that rest. And that rest, we must never forget, is Jesus. Again, Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Wherever Jesus is present, whenever you're devoting your undivided attention to spending time with God, that is your Sabbath. That is you entering into rest. Okay? Again, I will say any day we devote to doing that is the meaning of Sabbath. And to be honest with you, one day is not enough. A lifetime devotion is not even enough. But it's at best what we should be doing. I believe one way to get there, to living that lifestyle of devotion, is by devoting an entire day to spend time with Jesus without any distraction. You can pray, but because of the busyness of life, because of all of the things that we have going on, sometimes even after we pray, we may get distracted, right? But just specifically spending one time saying to yourself, I'm going to put everything on pause. You know, I'm not going to go on the social media. I'm not going to go ahead to the mall to shop. <laughs> you know, if, if you're free on the weekends, that's even perfect. You can say, okay, I'll go ahead and dedicate my entire Saturday unto the Lord. And you dedicating that entire Saturday unto the Lord is you devoting 
um, that day to God. And by you devoting that day to God, you have now made that day holy. That day is a holy day. And that day is your day of resting, is your day of rest, is your Sabbath. Right? And so again, I said prayer is great. But prayer and the Sabbath is even better and growing our faith and relationship with God. You know, to be in his will, guys, to be in his will and be good witnesses of his death, resurrection, love, and grace to the world, we must observe the Sabbath and we must be in continual prayer unto the Lord. If that is not being said about the Sabbath, mind you, okay, if that is not being said about the Sabbath, then that is not the Sabbath God himself recognized. Doing God's will and being in complete devotion to him is. And we can all agree that when we are doing the will of God, we have peace and are in tune with our spirit and the spirit of God. And where there is peace, guys, guess what? There is rest. And where there is peace, that could only mean that the Prince of Peace is present. So let's continue to enter that rest each day. And I hope you all enjoy the rest of your evening. And also, guys, Resurrection Day is coming up. And let us never forget. Never, never forget what Jesus was willing to do for you and me. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. This was JLP. Peace out until next time.